Logan, how was your week? It's pretty good. Pretty good. What, what did you think about that rip? Was it a good one? He's just shaking his head. Just gonna nod into the mic over here. You gotta get a haircut. You feel good about your haircut? It's all right. All right. You don't feel good about it. What happened? Uh, I go to Great Clips, which is uh, not a not a great idea, idea to usually. go to Great Clips. This episode was not brought to you by Great Clips. It was brought to you by our good friends down the hall at Unchained Capital. They're here to help you eliminate single points of failure in your custody model. This plays out with their vault product, which is two or three multi-sig, which allows you to hold two keys. Unchained holds one. As long as you have those keys, you have full control over your Bitcoin, can move it as you see fit. If you're ever in a pinch and need Unchained to be the second in a two or three multi-sig quorum, they're there for you. They have a concierge team that is going to get you onboarded. If you go to unchained.com slash concierge, uh, set up a consultation with their team. They'll walk you through what multi-sig is, how it works, how their vault works. They're going to get you hardware wallets, teach you how to set them up, back them up, secure them, geographically distribute them. They're going to advise you through the whole process. They're going to hold your hand. Go to unchained.com slash concierge. Tell them to TFTC send you. Use the code TFTC. You'll get $50 off that onboarding service. They also have a lending desk, uh, an IRA product, and trading. You can buy Bitcoin directly into cold storage using Unchained. Unchained.com. This trip was also brought to you by CoinKite, which is run by a man who joined us on this week's Hari Chart. It was a party rip. They had open source week down in Nashville, and we were joined by NVK, co-founder of CoinKite. Uh, and Dern, who has nothing to do with CoinKite other than he's a user. But CoinKite just announced their latest product this week, the Q1, uh, an incredible uh, device, has a full QWERTY keyboard, has a scanner, a QR scanner, uh, NFC enabled. Uh, it's a very sexy hardware wallet. Uh, they make the MK4 as well. They make this thing right next to me if you're looking on the video, the block clock. They make the most incredible hardware on the market the most secure hardware on the market if you're looking to secure your bitcoin go to coinkite.com use the code rhr tftc still not sure if we even have a code just try it see if you get something off the q1s are on pre-sale right now for 199 <coughs> and as you'll find out in this rip nvk let us know that they're about one third of the way through their goal for the pre-sale which started yesterday so they're going pretty quick if you want to get in on the pre-sale coinkite.com purchase the q1 they have the tap sign or sats card as well. Really good shit. Had a lot of fun on this episode. I'm a little tired. Sorry, freaks. I'll, I'll apologize. I was up late last night in Dallas at the Bitcoin after a Bitcoin Dallas meetup. Had a late dinner. I had a steak at 11 p.m. last night. Logan. And when's the last time you had an 11 p.m. steak? A nice ribeye. Probably like 11.30 by the time the first uh, piece of ribeye got to my mouth. Was it a steak? But I. Uh, well, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I asked you when was the last time you had a steak at eleven thirty. All right. Uh, I don't remember. He doesn't remember. God damn it, Logan. What do, what do you What do you want to tell the freaks before we wrap up here on this Friday? Thank you for coming in on a Friday afternoon to do RHR. I'll tell them uh, what is often said on this show: stay humble, stack some sats. You heard it here first, freaks. Enjoy the rip. Take care. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. 
So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. Plurals are a shitcoin. Hmm. 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 What's up, freaks? I got a I got a party rip ninja launched on me, and I'm very happy we did. I the did. Remote, well, originally Carmen was going to join us because you can't shoe him from all the way in Austin, but uh, he's on an important call right now. So instead, uh, we got NVK to join us. How's it going, NVK? Hey, uh, nice, nice to be here. And we have ride or die freak Dern in the house. How's it going, Dern? It's great. Long time, first time. Well, happy to have you here, Dern. And Ben Carmen, if you're listening, you should know that the power of my shoe uh, <laughs> crosses crosses many state lines. I would, I would have the force to be able to shoe him all the way from Austin if he's in Nashville. And you will be getting a nice shoeing when you come back to the Bitcoin comments ne comments next week. Okay. Well, there's no shoeing that happens at the park. If uh, ride or die freaks come into town, they get to potentially join the show so yeah well at least from the audience too you know a good hackling audience is important is there an audience there i didn't even ask no 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 it's been a long week yeah it's been i mean ben was in three recordings yeah yeah he was <laughs> gonna four. join this one too. yeah yeah well, i i hopped into live recording yesterday afternoon i forget what it was about it was the mutiny crew. Maybe it was about mutiny, but uh, I, I wandered into a Craig White Wright discussion. I was just like, ah, we're still talking about this guy. That was just uh, because you had to reschedule for RHR. I just I filled up the whole table with seven people, and we just shot the you know it was, it was funny shit. Yeah, yeah. We had ah. no specific topic. I think like Epstein even came up, and then we like pivoted to technical Bitcoin talk. <laughs> well, I mean, like because Ben is used to that now, mm -hmm. right? So he comes. He he was uh, like my help technically on up up vault. Yeah, because he knows like you know Bitcoin inside out, um, and and so like he, he's like coming on all the shows now. Him and Rendell like are so good. Like they help me a lot. But it's really it's pretty cool because for these live shows at the park, we pipe it through the park. So like the other people in the park are like listening while while we're ripping. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's start there. How was the week at the park? You guys had a big open source week. A lot of people in town. A lot of podcasts recorded, as we just mentioned. What were the vibes like compared to the mining meetup last month? Oh, dude, this this was. Uh, I mean, the mining one was was something, right? Like it was it was pretty spectacular. Uh, this week was cozier. Like it was like a, a slightly smaller group. Right, so mining was what we're calling the summits, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we're only doing two summits, two main summits a year. We might add more, but the mining and the lightning, lightning was gonna be in July. But then around our meetups, cause the meetups are topical and this topic is open source, we do like an open source week, right? So we had bit devs. It was the best bit devs we've ever had in Nashville. It was like New York bit devs. Um, it was fucking crazy. I mean, we had Justin here and Carmen here who, who do Austin bit devs. They were in the crowd. Kerala was here. The whole spiral team was here. So like you knew it was a good bit devs because I didn't understand 50% of it. I mean, it was fun, uh, uh, you know, like arguing with uh, Matt, Blue Matt. Yeah, that brought me back to New York bit devs. Too, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Like, we had good conversations. Like, we got, was, we, uh, yeah, we had to respect Chatham House rules. I wish I could ask about the actual discussion, but... Not in the rules. Of course, of course. Yeah, of course. no, I'm not gonna get in details, but uh, 
I miss Matt. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he would care. I don't think that's disclosing anything because yeah. that's Corallo at BitDevs. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, if he wouldn't care, what were we guys discussing then? <laughs> because... No, but I don't think we were arguing against each other. I think we were like actually like it was agreeing. It was good. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. And then, of course, there was an NFT schism in the middle. Yeah, of course. Which I imagine is happening at BitDevs across the country right now. Yep. Yeah. Houses are divided. The I boards mean, are taking over. I was, I mean, I was telling you, Parker Lewis is a bit, a bit dismayed at, at all the ordinals talk. What, what if we, uh, what if we put an inscription for him and just gift it to him? I think, I think there needs to be a, you know, a hard line in the sand that, like, if you're, if you're dumping ordinals on retail or not ordinals inscriptions, you're dumping scammer. NFTs on retail, right? Or you're wash trading and doing all this like a liquid bullshit. Um, like that's morally fucked up. Um, but at the end of the day, like people are inscribing arbitrary data onto chain and that's our chain. I mean, listen, <laughs> so the original we need sin to, we was need to making the blocks it. bigger, right? Yeah. That's what, I think that's the most important takeaway that people need to realize. People finally understood Is that, that when we raised the limit to four megs, like the assumption should have immediately been, and it was at the time that it would be filled. Like that was the point, right? So that was the, that was when the decision was really, that was when it was made. And now we have to live with that decision. The fact that the majority of on-chain, uh, <laughs> that the on-chain volume is being filled with, with NFTs right now is tangential. To I, I think people, people were bamboozled by this Segwit fork uh, uh, for, for the activation of Segwit. It was a controversial time. Yeah. I think people didn't really understand Bitcoin. They, people understand a lot more now. Uh, and uh, yeah, we got forex uh, block increase, and uh, yeah, and, and now we have discounted apes. And was that when was that realized that because it's really not any like I remember if I remember correctly, like around Segwit's activation, I can't remember if it was before or after this whole increase to four megabytes. It's technically not like the limit, it's like the weight. Correct, the block weight. Yeah, well, I mean, they were calling the weight because there's a discount on the witness because the witness can be pruned, right? Uh, but like people sort of like didn't realize because they were saying like really it's just two megabytes because it's two megabytes for uh, non-discounted transactions, right? Um, I, I think. That, yeah, I mean, that's what Casey figured out was that he could slam it all into the witness. That bit, that's what Taproot right. uh, added, right? So with Taproot. Uh, the, there is no limit to the witness size where for normal transactions there is. Yes, and then, so on top of that, I mean, Marty, I, I love it beforehand. We were like, we're not going to talk about it. We just immediately went into fucking. No, it's the most exciting thing that happened to Bitcoin quite some time. Um, I don't like it or exciting. don't. But besides that, I mean, we've had just really high signal people at Na in Nashville at the park. Uh, it's great that Aiden came in. Aiden volunteered uh, to help out. He he drove in uh, just to do that and, and participate, which is really helpful. And I mean, I've just been in the studio nonstop. I think I've recorded like 10 podcasts. Uh, this is the 10th. Maybe this is the 10th podcast and I'm not done yet. So, um, yeah, it's just it's it's just been it's just been really great vibes. Vibes, vibes are high over here. It's been great to see from afar. Uh, I'll report back from Texas. We had a great Dallas Bitcoin meetup last week, or excuse me, last night. I can't even talk. I said it too late <laughs> last night. But yeah, no, we went, we took a trip up to Dallas yesterday. The Bitcoin meetup there it was very strong. I think it was the, if I recall correctly, it was the 
the most well tend to meet up to date in the middle of the bear market. So things down here in Texas are bumping as well. It's great to see all these meetups, these weeks of activities in Nashville going on. The bear market's strong. There's a lot of building going on here. Like, I mean, like, you know, you just walk around the park and the guys are actually building stuff there. I don't know how they can concentrate, <laughs> but it's really cool. I mean, like people actually, you look in the screens, it's not Facebook. Like folks are actually on the terminal building shit. What is, uh, like, what, what's the report on the state of these different open source projects? I mean, you had BDK team, LDK team, Spiral team. What, what, what's the state of all those projects? I mean, I think I was telling you before we hit record, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to going back and listening to the BDK because I think that's a very important project. Like, are people beginning to realize the importance of these projects and, uh, like, what you can actually build on them? Yeah, I mean, I kind of had a spiral takeover on Dispatch because I had a BDK episode uh, with the BDK team, and then I had an LDK episode, and then I capped it all off at the trifecta with Steve Lee just before we recorded that, where we went live here. Um, and I, I'm extremely bullish. I, I think uh, in a lot of ways, a lot of those projects are low time preference. They're very low time preference, like building blocks types of ideas, and uh, it's starting to really come together. Like everything's coming together. Uh, there's a lot of strong momentum there. And then hopefully, you know, people can build really cool um, consumer facing and enterprise level things uh, off off of those foundations. There is some bank in Switzerland who's using in production, like BDK, for example, like the guy just out of nowhere, just emailed them. Hey, can you make this change? We kind of need it. And then finds out like Steve finds out that like it's like some bank. <laughs> I love Steve Myers. Steve Myers at He's BDK great. is amazing. He runs our bit devs. Um, and then also we had the mutiny gents were in, in town and their, their, uh, wallet, which runs completely in the browser is, is based off of BDK and LDK. They use those building blocks as well. Yeah. It's going to be very exciting to see more and more projects begin to build on that. And that, I guess that's the question is like, you need that tipping point of people realizing that it's probably worthwhile to build on the building blocks of these particular projects. I mean, like I asked him like, Hey, can you guys add CK tap? Right. Like, and it's like, boom, like, you know, there is, there is like people working on the library. Like it's so cool. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Good people. Yeah. And we got a, we got a new Blackberry on the market this week too. <laughs> I'm not saying that there isn't a resemblance, uh, with, uh, old communication devices. Um, yeah, code card Q1 is out. Qwerty, I wanna I wanna be able to type out uh, passphrases. Matt wants to type out top passphrases and be able to just put seeds directly in. Is great. That's right. Uh, and uh, you know, so you can full do, Qwerty keyboard. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a keyboard, you know, be Qwerty. Yeah. So give us the Q1 show. Okay. So the newest is, cold card. Yeah, so it's the same guts as cold card as the MK4. As MK4, same security different setup. form factor. Yes. So what we do is we add AAA batteries, we add a QR scanner cuz now you can actually do QR safely. Um and it's like one of those like shopping shopping uh, Yeah, it's going to like grocery store you scans. point you scans, right? None of that sort of like fiddling with the screen and stuff like that. Uh so AAA batteries, two SD card slots, but there's a flashlight because of the QR scanner, uh, and we put a button for it. Uh, and it has an FC, and uh, 
What else? USB-C. Color screen. Color screen. Massive color screen. So essentially, we just wanted to make like the Mountain Man version of like Mark IV. So like, you know, you're in your bunker, you know, like with like Faraday cage underwear, you know, like, and you have like transactions to do, man. Like, you know, this is not to carry around. It's not for you to like. In my head, this has been like the dream device yeah. for a while. And uh, it's only, it's the presale price is only $199, which is fucking insane. We, we might try to keep it at that. Uh, and Did you say it's the same like guts inside, like same yeah. chip setup? Yeah. So we get a little bit more economies of scale. You know, like the idea for this device was not like we're not making this for everybody. This is not to be the slick, shiny sort of iPhone looking thing. This is like, hey, you know, I'm hardcore. <laughs> I want a keyboard. I want these features. Uh, yeah, and and you know, it's gonna get made. Is this would this be fine tuned for like an enterprise user? Yeah, I mean, they can definitely use it. It's a little bit bigger, which is kind of nice because then like they. It's easier to have physical custody of it. And like verify all the stuff is nice. Yes. Big screen, right? You know, you're going to be able to, to do a lot of that. All the mini script verification, you're going to yeah. need that big screen, right? Right, the mini script. I don't know what ships first, Q1 or mini script. Probably Q1. I right? probably. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, uh, if you take the batteries out, uh, we expose the PCB so that it can scratch, scratch off NFC and scratch off USB data. So uh, you can kill those too. We have did Janice the Great asking, is there a cutoff for the AAA batteries? Most circuits leak energy over time and can cause corrosion. Wow. So here's the cool thing. Yes. I mean, if you can't store batteries in it and just leave it inside. Just pull forever. the batteries out. Yeah. But you can uh, use it without batteries just the same way you use a regular cold card, yes. right? Uh, exactly. But also one really cool thing is that we found a chip uh, that does extremely, extremely good power management of a device for that sort of like when you press the button, turn on kind of thing. Um, unfortunately, we can't change the timing of how much you press the button for that kind of stuff. So it's not amazing, but it's like, what's cool is that this chip barely leaks any any power. So, uh, so this thing would last a very, very, very long time uh, with the batteries in it. I assume since it doesn't leak that much energy, the likelihood of causing corrosion is probably decreased. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a backup, right? So if the device dies because of that, just you know, put in a new one. Like, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you heard it here first. MVK wants you to buy another device, of course. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you allowed to tease the pre-sale numbers? Or yeah, we, we never release numbers of anything, but it's, yeah. uh, let's just say that... We we are, uh, I'd say like we're we're a third of the way to already like have the batch size we wanted to have for the first batch. Oh, so yeah. I think we're gonna get it in the batch because it's just been one day, right? Yeah, um, barely even. Yeah, yeah. People like it, man, and some people really hate it, which is perfect. That's <laughs> so it. they can use you can buy Mark Four. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. Yeah, well, congrats on this. I know you've been working on this for a while. It's Thanks, great to man. see it out in the wild. Can't wait to get my you hands on it. You haven't really on. been working on it that long, though, right? It's like been a couple months, right? Yeah, we, we designed it and sort of like got it got it going uh, in the last, uh, say, three, four months. Uh, I mean, uh, the idea has been, right? We have like different... Well, a lot products. of the things that are in this, like a lot of the features that are in this wallet is... Uh, um, I've been asking NVK for this kind of stuff for a while, and he kept telling me, no, 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 never going to happen. The amount of times he fucking 
scolded me when I asked him to have <laughs> batteries in it. Uh, I can't even count. You know, it's it's hard to do stuff that we want to do because I share the same like want for those features, but like the economics of the parts and, and like the safety of the parts, if right. they're not there is a, is a hard no, right? Like, you know, if the QR module doesn't go down in price and it's not serial the way we want, we're not going to build it and then the device doesn't exist. And right. then, you know, boom, manufacturer somehow changes something on the tech or decides to like not make as much profit on it. Um, the price of the parts drops like, you know, 4X. I'm like, boom, we can make the device now. Just from a practical point of view, what I really like about the QR scanner is it makes it really easy to verify addresses. So like you pull up a receive address on Sparrow or Blue Wallet or something like that. All you have to do is scan it and then it'll tell you if that address is actually belongs to your key set um, rather than going into like the address explorer and manually checking. Uh, it makes air gapped uh, receive address verification very easy. Yeah, because it's serial, serial I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, and also, like, you can, I guess you can just pull up the QR code on the screen, too, and just send yeah. directly to it. But do you want to go, go into really quickly what you mean by that with the barcode scanner? Sure. So, so, okay, so the problem is this, right? Most of the, the solutions out there, and this is what we didn't want to do, is uh, they use, a, a, like, a standard camera, and... Uh, and, and all the, the processing of the data coming from the camera happens in the MCU, right? The main processor. In the same place where your private keys are in memory, right? So, like, you could have some, like, buffer overflow data, like, attack where, like, you know, they make a, some evil data that goes straight into the MCU. Uh, and, and and this is not, like, a like FUD. Like, I mean, this actually is a thing that does happen. Not to hardware wallets, but in general, uh, it's like an attack surface. Um, but the way we wanted to do it is the way you de-risk this. And this is, by the way, the way that Spectre DIY does it too, is um, you have a module that is specialized in reading bar barcodes, right? So like all, that's all it does. And it's separate from the, the, the rest of the system. It just sends the, the actual processed information via serial. Um, and uh, so, like, you have sanitized data, right? So we're only looking for specific things, and it's safer that way. Awesome. Yeah. Incredible piece of hardware here. It's uh, seems like you guys are pushing out more and more products every year. It's yeah. fun, man. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Like, especially now that the bear market is, like... You know, we're not concerned about other problems. It's just like, let's just find a few more products to ship out. It's uh, you'll be able to you'll be able to sweep Sats cards on this too, right? Since NFC enabled, no, no, it doesn't have chain chain state, right? No, it doesn't have internet. Yeah, oh, yeah. I made the same same jump too the other day. Who knows? Maybe we make a separate version that has like Wi-Fi on it. It's not for keys, right? And then you can and send Nasdaq events too. Then it could do. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Ooh. Uh, but this one have a password manager. Not Nostra hardware device. Yeah, I need a password manager yeah, too. Yeah, this have a password manager. I want a very, very rudimentary. Very rudimentary. Like it's not meant to be like for all your passwords. Yeah, yeah no, like the important ones. Yeah. I want, I, I don't need it to plug into my computer. I can just manually type it in by yeah. keyboard, just read it, yeah. type it in. We could inject, right, via HID. So like we could pretend to be a keyboard and push it for you? Well, because like my most secure passwords, I just use a fucking paper notebook. I know, that's the way to do it. Uh, because I know it's offline. But if I had like a nice piece of CoinKite hardware that I just knew was offline and I could just 
keep them there, that'd be way easier. Then I could search at least, yep. right? Well, I could back it up easy. Like you can't back up a paper notebook. Yeah. We, we're going to do like a, a free form note taking, so secure notes. Right, so you can go and type out your your novel instead you of putting your in. like seed phrases and passwords in Apple Notes. That's right. That's, that's right. You're not path. supposed yep. to do that. <laughs> what? You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> no, you take a picture of your seed and you keep it on. Don't do uh, that, freaks. I send it. Yeah, you send it via Gmail. That's right. You can you can back up your notebook with another notebook. That's the only way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Manually. <laughs> but you guys mentioned Nostra. That's another thing we wanted to talk about this week because I've had a lot of good Noster conversations this week. And it seems like actually MVK, you shared a tweet. I forget if, who it was from, but he was just explaining the dynamics of creating apps on Noster, like gives you the ability to bootstrap a user base almost immediately, which when you think about like building products and applications and trying to solve that problem, how do you actually get users? Noster seems like an incredible environment to launch products moving forward just for this yeah i mean you have a river right like and you can just tap into the river it's not like you know a, a like a, a a lake where you're not allowed to be in it if it's a private one <laughs> yeah and so what, what yeah i'm trying to i've been trying to wrap my head around this all week like, do, what, do i do the spaceship bit yeah do the spaceship do bit the spaceship. okay so so this is this is how like this was my aha moment right um, so do, do you know, like you have this, this sci-fi sort of like TV shows where they're in a spaceship and they're like a few galaxies away, uh, and they dropped a few relays and they dropped a few mirrors and things like that along the way. And then like all of a sudden, like some aliens invade the, the spaceship and they're like, Oh my God, I need to send a message. Right. Uh, we're so under they, attack. Yeah. We're under attack. So they hold their little comms, right. They record a, a video message. Of course, Nasser is text, but. This one, say this video, right? And they record the message and then they just swipe it out and the message goes through the whole galaxy kind of thing, right? Through a series of relays and, and all kinds of stuff. It's the same idea, right? You have this, this sort of like a completely flexible network where it could be a private right thing. You could have a relay that's private to private. You could have a relay that's sort of like hub and spoke. Well, like that was never explained in sci-fi movies. Yeah. It was like, how how the fuck did yeah. this message reach the other side of the what galaxy? What is the protocol you're using? They were using Noster the whole that's time. That's right. They were using Noster. Although <laughs> their thing, though, the only thing that's missing on Noster is being able to go faster than speed of light, yeah. right, which you would need for the galaxy Physics. example. But we'll get there. <laughs> At yeah. least the protocol is being sorted out. No, I mean, I don't. when did it get accepted on the App Store? It was the last week. I think it was after we recorded. It's only been like on. Post-test flight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's already so banned in China. Already yeah, banned in China. Which is a good signal. But if you still go to the global feed on Domus, there's obviously still Chinese users. Mostly um, Chinese porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Porn and shitcoin projects. But I that, mean, that's, that's, that's a signal you want to see that this is actually pretty robust. Like, yeah, that's why Marty's bullish on Nostra. He's bullish on anything that uses porn. Well, <laughs> and this is going to be uncensorable porn too, which helps Marty uh, with uh, with his uh, needs there. Well, well that gets you see Marty. Marty had a bent this week where he was uh, talking about deep fake porn, and I'm pretty sure it's because there's going to be a video that comes out of Marty pretty soon. He's trying to deflect. Oh, it's coming, huh? Yeah. Sure is. 
<laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, so if there's any freak out there that's very good with uh, with like the the, the deep fakes, uh, you know, Marty Marty's face is looking for a new home. Well, this actually does get into like a serious Noster conversation. Of, like, I mean, that's another conversation I had this week in regards to Nosters, like these paid relays, the type of filtering services you can provide certain individuals like myself who do not want to see the Chinese porn. And what is the business opportunity there? Huge. Yeah, that's that's like you're gonna have like paid spam list relays, so essentially like a like a, a like bad lists relays, where they that's all they offer, right? You pay to get a, a most recent list of bad stuff that you don't want to see, and you plug into your client, and your client just hides that content for you. Yeah, and you're I know you're running a relay. What what uh, Andre Neves yeah. wrote a couple really good pieces on what it takes to run a relay and, and gave a tutorial on how to do that. But for anybody who hasn't read that, what, what was your relay setup process like? Oh, we, we built, uh, 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 doc hacks was, uh, was not looking for therapy over the holidays. So like, you know, uh, men will rather write a whole relay from scratch than go to therapy. <laughs> um, so, uh, he, he wrote, uh, he wrote, uh, brb.io from scratch nip by nip. Uh, over the holidays and uh, it's been interesting man um, the amount of Chinese spam is just crazy um, but yeah we, we were like at some point with I think the peak was maybe like three or four thousand active open uh, web sockets uh, very very cool stuff what are what are the hardware requirements for I mean for we, we went full retard like we, we got a bare metal box with 256 gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these relays are going down. BRB.io has not. Well, but BRB.io has like has a few, has a few bugs that we know the bugs, but we 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 don't have the time to go fix it right now. So like it's very slow. Fair enough. Yeah, because that's what I've been mulling around. It was like part of the nexus of the conversation. I was having I was like, all right, I would like to spin up a relay and offer these filtering services with a SATS paywall. Like it could be a very lucrative business. You throw like a twenty thousand sat paywall in a relay, and you have thousands of people who want that. Yeah, there's benefit. a bunch of there's a bunch of paid relays right now. I don't think any of them are specifically offering the filtering services yet. It's just like the Chinese porn probably won't pay sats uh, to post. Some of them are twenty thousand sats um, to join. But if I think it's exchange dot relay, I think is the website or something like relay dot exchange. Is that what it is? Um, but it lists all the paid uh, relays and then the prices for them. Um, I'm looking at yeah, that. I signed up for a bunch of them. Yeah, relay.exchange. Most of them are under 10,000 sats, um, but it should be interesting to see like a little market develop there. Yeah, Atlas. Um, definitely, very, definitely very early. Well, right now it's mostly everybody running the exact same software. <laughs> They're just like spinning up the yeah. same package. Like it's Yeah, because... Uh, we were talking about Andre, like yeah, TBD released like a turnkey solution. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but that's already helpful, right? Because if you're in a relay with all the spam on it, like that's, it's like almost like it's a self-filtering thing. Right. Yeah. No, that's you're, you're active on it, Matt. Yeah. I mean, for now, I just don't, I don't really look at the global feed. I, I think to me, Nostra brought back the importance of like who you choose to follow and who you choose to uh, repost right or yeah. boost um 
Yeah, because that's the discovery. The discovery is natural and organic, right? There is no filters for re reposts. So like right now, like if every time somebody reposts shows up, I get on your feed. Yeah. So like it's something really cool. It's just it's like, your whole feed is, just, whole that. Feed is yeah. just that. Yeah. But you don't miss it. Uh, but you, you know, like what's really cool. If the aliens are attacking, you'll still see it because everyone's like <laughs> doing it over and over. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, the aliens are coming. Everybody yeah. needs to see this. Uh, so like back when Twitter had the spam, right? Like, they I still like, have the spam. I was bitching out loud that what they should do is they should have a filter that only shows posts of people I follow or that my followers follow. So two seconds. I like degree. that. I'm like one degree more. Yeah. So I mentioned that on, on the feed. And then like two minutes later, Will goes and creates an issue on Thomas. Oh, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, we're going to add this. They ship so quickly. I that's, mean, that's awesome. That guy's prolific. Yeah. He's fucking, it's he's great. a legend. I, uh, five, five. I, uh, two things on Noster is first of all, I'm pretty much, I was already, I mean, the freaks know I was, I was starting to get burnt out on Twitter and I was like not long for Twitter. Uh, it was my last social media. I said I was never going to do social media after that. I'm slowly just getting off of Twitter and just, it's going to be Noster only f for the rest of my life. I think that's my. Yeah. What's cool is that you can post on Twitter a link to a Noster post. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> so like it forced Twitter people to go look at Noster. And then second thing is by design, there's no blocking on Noster. No one can stop you from replying to their post, which as a no block maxi. But you can uh, mute them. Yeah, you can mute them, which is fine. But no matter what, I can reply guy you. Like if you're a scammer or something, right. like I can call you out underneath your post and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Which is pretty massive. So what you're saying is Barry is never going to come over, right? There's a bunch of people <laughs> in Bitcoin Twitter and crypto Twitter that are going to have a lot of trouble in a non-block environment. It should be interesting. The cowards can't hide on Noster. Exactly. But, you know, maybe they're going to just use, like, relays that... Cause he, like, that's but then both, they don't have visibility. That's great and not great, right? Like, this network also invites spammers, right? right. So you're going to have spammers now responding to notes. Yeah, you have them already. Yeah. That's how you know it's successful. Yeah. It's exactly. like in the beginning, I was like, they're, they're not here yet. Where are they? And but you know, they came in force. If your post only exists in private relays or closed relays, they don't see that to be able to respond to. Right. But then yeah. you have no visibility. So like you have to make a trade off. It's like, do you do you want people to, like if a scammer shits shits in the forest and no one no one sees it, like, did it actually happen? Well, you'd spell it. <laughs> not if it's on a they, private relay they win, no the wind would bring it over right? like, <laughs> well that gets to the question of like how this evolves and develops like will there be like clients built around these private relay networks that you have to pay to get in and then the spammers are not going to pay to get in and you just have like a twitter like ecosystem yeah. without the spam and then you can plug you know, in other ones if you want to I think what's going to end up happening is because consumers don't like to pay, right? So what I think is going to end up happening is like, I don't know, like say Damos, you're going to subscribe to Damos, to Damos, right? Like, and uh, Damos is going to subsidize your work, sorry, your your use of a relay, probably with ads, and then they'll push some ads. Damos is a bad example because we all hate ads, but. Um, a client like Damos. a client like Damos is just end. gonna have like they're gonna inject ads into the feed, but you have 
competition, right? So it, it would be like good ads. And we were right? talking about this. Um, and then also just in general, like there's going to be like relays are going to also monetize data, right? Yeah. There'll everything. be certain relays that just like harvest all your fucking data. Oh, yeah. They're going to feed it all into chat GPT-3 right. so that they can come up with essays that you wrote. You know, it's, it's going to get weird, man. Good yeah, it's weird. And we were talking about, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but Keith from Seed Signer already built that bot that allows you to like retrieve addresses so you can essentially dump an XPUB. And if somebody needs to pay you, they don't need to contact you directly. They just tag the bot, get an address, pay that. Nostra um, pay. Yeah. yeah, when it comes to like Bitcoin applications. Have we seen the bounties? There's a lot of bounties for our stuff on Noster. Yeah, you've been tweeting about it a lot. Um, yeah, because people are adding bounties, and uh, you know they uh, they're getting they're getting field. A couple of them, if you got field, um, it's really is, cool. Is this just another NVK domain? Chill. Yes. Is this your domain? Yes, what is it? Yeah, we were bouncer org. Yesterday, before we went to dinner, me and NBK were just sitting in the cafe of the Bitcoin Park, and we were just both on our phones buying domains. It was, it was <laughs> epic. You guys That's why I now, I now own coinkites.com. <laughs> Our plurals are shitcoins. Yeah, plurals are shitcoins. They literally start with an ass. <laughs> Not Bitcoin. No, Bitcoin. Nobody cares about the plural stuff unless that's the definition of the thing. Like, right? What are you going to redirect coinkites.com to? I, I don't know. That's what I told the freaks. So like, let me know. I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> I've got an idea. I won't. MVK <laughs> only offered me two dollars for the domain, and I'm not ready to take a loss one day after purchase. It's not. A, it's not. It's it's cutting losses, right? You paid seven, so uh, I could take a tax write off. That's right. I'll write your receipt. That five dollar tax write off. It's gonna. It all adds up. <laughs> it all adds up. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's so exciting. Like Noster, uh, Matt. I know. We can talk about it. You were at a, a Fediment retreat over the weekend. The stuff that's going on there is very exciting. Like, it seems bullish. like there's an explosion of like base layer architecture that that you can build on moving forward. That's making it exciting. Like you mentioned Twitter, <coughs> I found myself Open. becoming more and more disinterested with Twitter too. It's like seeing all the stuff going on in Noster and in the wider bitcoin ecosystem is just like it's driving a lot of excitement in my life right now open protocols man it's all about the open protocols all about open protocols uh matt has been uh uh completely um what's the word obsessed with fedipool right yes uh and you're gonna like this so marshall or gbtc just like dming here me I need an intro to Matt Odell. Listening to the pod, fucking Fetty Pool must happen. <laughs> Let's fucking Some big go. problems with pools at the moment. Fetty Pool needs to happen. So there you go. Like you can have, uh, you can have a miner who wants to. Uh, I've had a lot of know. miner inbound off of yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the the plebe, the plebnet, uh, uh notes. Yeah. So let's talk about Fetty Pool real quick. Um, in case you haven't listened to the other eight podcasts of uh, this week, uh, Fetty Pool is so like the idea of Fediment is. Um, not to replace self-custody because it is custodial, but to make the trust model of custodianship better, right? So a lot of people are using Wallet of Satoshi and Binance Pay. Um, obviously, those are you have to completely trust them with your funds, but you also have to trust them with your privacy. 
Um, they can KYC you, they can rug pull you, they can go out of business and you can lose your money. So the idea with Fediments is, okay, let's put Xiaomi in eCash so you have privacy from the custodians. They can't see your transactions. Um, and then let's make it federated so it's essentially a multi-sig custodian where they, if they rug you, it has to be a quorum, right? It has to be a, a group of, of the custodians have to come together to, to take your money. Now, so that, that can be extremely powerful for communities around the world um, instead of using something like Wallet of Satoshi or Binance. Now, we also have a custodial issue on the mining pool side. So what if you took the Fedapool ideas, you take the same, and by the way, I did not come up with this. I spent some time with open source Fediment contributors and I basically said to them, I was like, give me your craziest idea. And they gave me this idea and I couldn't stop fucking thinking about it. What if you take that same model and you put it on top of a mining pool um, where you have maybe like seven mid, mid-sized miners all come together. They're the guardians of the federation. Now you combine that with Stratum V2 and we, we keep talking about this idea of job negotiation, this idea that the individual miners are going to construct the blocks and put transactions in the blocks and choose where it is because right now the mining pool operators are the ones who choose which transactions are in a block. So you take that idea and you actually have the guardians construct the block. So within a mining pool, let's say there's seven guardians, there's seven different entities that are, are constructing the blocks and they're professionals, right? Like they're always uptime, they're running their own nodes, they're like actually running a, a really efficient business. Then when plebs join that pool, within their own pool, they can delegate that job negotiation to one of those seven. So instead of each individual miner in the pool all running their own nodes and constructing the blocks, they basically pick and choose as competition within the actual pool. And then of course you get the benefits of payouts where it's Chami and eCash, so they have privacy. And the way Lightning interoperability works in Fediments, this idea that you can transfer using Lightning between Fediments, is it's an open, permissionless marketplace. So you have multiple different Lightning gateways in that pool. So also, the pool operators don't control the exits, right? They can't just stop you from withdrawing. It's, it's individuals that are basically operating uh, and providing you these Lightning Gateway services. So you have Lightning withdrawals, you have on-chain Bitcoin withdrawals, and you have Charming eCash payments. And it's extremely practical. Like, it can just happen relatively easily. You don't need any protocol changes. Um, and it would, it would I greatly increase, in my opinion, it should greatly increase the censorship resistance on the protocol level with mining, where, like, these individual miners are all... The mining pools, you know, are single points of failure where they might be pressured into censoring transactions. Yeah, the, I mean, we were discussing this off air earlier this week, and I think the idea is incredible. It's like a perfect happy medium between what we have now and the idea of something like Braid Pool, which Eric Voskul and Bob McElrath have been uh, surmising for many years now. It's like a perfect happy medium, and like the privacy people have been talking about lightning payouts at the pool level for quite a while. This would automatically bootstrap that, and then going back to the censorship resistance and since it's a federation and this is something I've been thinking about the last couple of days, like, is there just this, this incentive model where like an individual guardian, like if, if they are mid tier miners with a significant amount of hash rate, uh, and one of them decides to become a bad actor, like since it is federated, could like the other federation members get together and say, hey, this miners being a bad actor, let's fuck up his payouts as like a, as a punishment you, for that. Bad yeah. Actor. So, so, so it's, it's, it's in the pipeline for a graceful guardian switch in the Fediment open source protocol. So you should be able to do that. 
Um, there needs to be uh, safeguards. Basically, all members of the Fediment, including the non-Guardians, need to essentially be notified because it could become an attack vector. Oh, of course. Um, obviously, if if the threshold is like a five of seven and you're just rotating out one, um, and it requires six guardians to do it, you know, five of them could rug you, right? So it's not that much of an attack vector, but there needs to be like graceful notifications, like your guardians have switched and because you could do it over and over again. Yeah, and then next, you know, you have a full new guardian set, yeah. right? But that's very important because just, in, I mean, forget about malicious actors. Like what happens if you're, the cool part about Fediments is it's, it's extremely easy to launch your own federation, right? And why do we need that? We need that because... Um, we, we want to have many, many different federations and we want them to all be interoperable with each other and we want them to all compete with each other. So you could have small community federations even. You could have family level federations. Like me and Marty's family could share a federation and maybe we use larger amounts on there because, you know, we have a very close relationship. But like what happens if one of those guardians dies, right? Yeah. You, you don't want to just close down the happen. whole... People die. Yeah, you don't want to close the whole fediment, right? Yeah. And start from from scratch, like you need to have a graceful way to transition. So, so that will like be included. Liquid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of the reasons that Liquid failed to get any kind of real adoption or product market fit, um, Fediment accounts for those and, and, and you know, is built around those kind of assumptions. Very cool. Yeah. No, I think I really like this Fedipool idea. I think it could do massive things for like just the, the rough social incentives around mining and being a malicious miner i think it will be much harder and the punishments could be much much larger for malicious miners in this type of model yeah i mean right now the, the current model is like if a mining pool operator acts out of line after they act out of line you leave their pool and go to another pool so it's a nice soft check but it's it's you know it could be more more impactful i was sort of like more excited about cashew and like this other stuff before because Anyways, a bunch of reasons, but the like once the, the this idea uh, of like this sort of like different uses that are not just sort of like creating kind of like a bank. Yeah, I mean now this is like that's where my 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 mind exploded. It's like okay, well, like now you have like this thing that can do all kinds of contracts, yeah. and and like the contracts are ruled by a federation, and it's. Yeah, and so like with specifically like they made it with extensibility in mind, right? The protocol. So there's a modular aspect to it, and there's all these different modules. And you and at the core, the way they built it out, it's like the consensus code and stuff is separate from that. So anyone can develop modules. Uh, there's there's like a stability pool module where like you get like a a balance that might be pegged to like a U.S. dollar or your local currency or something. And someone wrote that up, I think, just during a hackathon, just within a few days, right? They, they wrote up this module, and basically the way you think about it is um, the, the guardians, the community guardians in their interface, like in their GUI interface on their, on their federated server, they have toggles that they choose which modules their community have. And it could be like password managers. Uh, it could be all different sorts of things, right? And, and that's where like this power of open protocol starts to come in, right? Because we can't really fathom, you know, what some like 16 year old kid is going to add as a module that communities can optionally add in. Ordinals. There you yeah. Go. So that, <laughs> so that's how it works on the, on the protocol level at the fediment, fediment level. And then you'll have companies like Fetty building front ends to interact with this, the protocols right. and the modules that are turned on or off. All right. That's an important point. Uh, 
So like Fetty is a monetized project. It is a company, right? And then Fediment is this open source protocol. And and yeah, the framework that you can think of there is Fetty is simply a front end for the open source protocol. So there will probably be many different competing front ends that are offered. Um, and, and the user will have the choice of, of which one they want to use. Yeah, God, I'm so fucking bullish right now. Fedapool. Yeah, it's like <laughs> when you posted that last week, I was like, holy shit. This could Dude, be I was massive. so bullish that I heard about it. I heard about it uh, like three days prior and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So when I was in the two hour bus ride to the airport is when I wrote it and I just pressed, you know, <laughs> send. I sent it out to the galaxy. That's right. <laughs> Swipe, swiping to the universe. After you became a pro surfer? Yeah, after I became right. a pro surfer, right. Uh, yeah, Marty, I got to surf for the first time ever. I finally learned. I know you, you, you messaged me right away. I was very proud. There's nothing, and I told yeah, you, I there's nothing more humbling than the power of the ocean. There's no better feeling in the world, for me at least, than riding the face of a wave. It's just fucking incredible. I messaged you. Retweet. Um, I messaged you like an hour after I got out of the water. That's how excited I was to tell you. Um, well, first of all, uh, we did mention the retreat. I just wanted to do a quick shout out that it, that was an HRF led and funded retreat. So I, I do appreciate Gladstein and the HRF team for, for doing that. It's great to meet in person with, with, you know, when you have these physical connections, it's always so much more powerful. It's one of the reasons we started Bitcoin park, but back to the surfing, what a fucking cheat code that people just wake up in the morning and then like they just go into the surf you get a workout it's like meditative you get it's the like, sun it, you get the salt water it's incredible it's like i just wish i could do that every day so and you're so gonna like, move from nashville now my new goal my <laughs> new goal is yes like we got we got one more tour of duty we got one more four-year cycle right and then <laughs> gotta you know gotta get a house on the water and just surf every morning and every evening and just that's such a great way to live your life that's so are you gonna go to uh, nostrica we'll see oh, i would love to so. god for personal reasons there's uh right the, There's very, very strong personal reasons why I can't go. But if it was anything short of that, I would 100% be there. The, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. The Bitcoin takeover just overlaps with that by one day. I wish they weren't at the same Brutal. the same time. But no, I mean, sir, that, that's my goal too, <clears throat> is to at some point on a beachfront property. Yeah, we'll, have ne- we'll have houses next to each other and we'll, it'll be great. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I don't want to surf gush here but yeah the sunrise and sunset surf sessions are the best there's some points uh in the middle of summer jersey like towards like the equinox where like you can surf till like eight thirty nine, and the water's all purple and if the waves are good it's just like one of the best feelings so nice. in the world and it's nice and warm too the sea at the end of the day like at the beach it's, it's like the water is a lot warmer yeah it's so great yeah um shout out to surfing everybody should try surfing uh, Dern's done a lot of surfing as well. Yeah, shout out to surfing. <laughs> Absolute hangover. <laughs> Last week it was an eggs podcast. This week it's a surfing podcast. Yeah. Butt nuggets. Butt nuggets. Make Dude, sure you eat. Uh, at BitDevs, uh, P, my egg guy, came with a pelican case and he opens up the pelican case. He's, just got, eggs. He's got eggs in the pelican case. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But you got to secure your butt nugget, nuggets. He's in like, a, I heard you want case. them eggs. <laughs> do we have butt nuggets on the uh the soundboard yet no we do not not yet Only i don't even have the sd card with marty's with marty's catchphrase see these are the two that are missing oh, okay okay 
Um, you notice how I intentionally didn't say it, so he couldn't take a sound clip of me saying it as well. Uh, professional, professional. What is what is the what? Is, I don't even know what you're talking about. Which one is it? I don't know, Dern. Do you remember what he used to say? Yeah, I think it's some like, "Come rocket." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we should just go down the list. It, I mean, we titled this rip uh, the end of a what are we exciting week? End a of lot, a wild week. Wild week. I mean, we just talked about the wild stuff going on and open protocols, whether it be Noster, Fediments, just Bitcoin in general, BDK, BDK, LDK. But there was a lot that was going on this week in the regulatory environment, particularly aimed at crypto. We had the OCC and SEC really beginning to clamp down on certain services, particularly uh, exchanges offering staking services. And it seems like companies like Paxos and Circle, which offer stablecoin services have been targeted too so it seems like the regulatory attack on crypto has begun in earnest and i I think that's the big lingering question over the quote-unquote industry is is this isolated to uh shitcoin exchanges offering staking services and stable coins or is this just the beginning of a wider attack that will affect bitcoin only companies as well what are your thoughts I mean, I think this is something that we've theorized for a long time um, that, well, uh, multiple things, right? Well, first of all, that all these uh, exchanges and services that offer securities, a, a bunch of, yeah, essentially securities. I mean, I'm not a fan of securities laws, but, but a bunch it is, of, it is. the point is a bunch of different shit coins opens up their attack surface, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're seeing it mostly, you know, a lot of people are screaming about how it's like an attack on Bitcoin. It's an attack on the whole crypto ecosystem or whatever. It's mostly seems to be an attack on shitcoins, the shitcoin services. Um, I think Bitcoin only services will be a little bit insulated, at least for the time being. Um, but the other thesis that we've talked about a lot is that the on-ramps are the weak point, right? The on-ramps, off-ramps, the regulated on-ramps, off-ramps, and that they will be, they will be attacked. They will be taken down. Like the expectation you know, since I first got into Bitcoin was that if I ever sold Bitcoin, you might not be able to get back in. Um, and I feel like that's starting to kind of come to fruition. Um, and then the third thing is that the staking incentives of these proof of stake networks results in a lot of these regulated exchanges obtaining a lot of coin, right? Like they get more and more coin uh, and then they become even juicier targets, right? And we're seeing it on steroids with ETH because Kraken had stopped all staking for U.S. for U.S. Um, citizens, except for ETH, because they can't unstake, unstake ETH. it. So not they only can't is withdraw. it yeah. So not only is at the protocol level, they haven't added the feature to unstake fucking ETH yet. So not only did more and more ETH go into these regulated services, but now it's stuck in the regulated services on the protocol level. Well, I mean that was on purpose, right? I mean they don't want anybody to sell ETH because ETH's the be- like, terminal value is zero. Ever since the beginning of ETH, it's I'll been. Ever since the beginning of ETH, they've done crazy different things over to and try over to again lock to up try supply, and, yeah, yeah, and reduce the supply. Whether it was the DAO, whether it was ICOs, like no, it's not whether reduce it the supply. It's reduce people's ability to dump. Yeah, and they're the burning, like the burning the fees and stuff. Yeah. It's like always just trying to like artificially create these situations where like the the Ponzi can just keep on running. But you know, wasn't Vitalik even told everybody that he sold a bunch at the top? I mean, he has horrible—he has horrible privacy. You could just track his fucking wallet and see when he sells. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an iteration of the these lockup schemes. ICOs, you lock it up in an ICO treasury for an extended period of time to keep supply off the market. And now, like you mentioned at the protocol level, these exchanges can literally not unstake the ETH that they have staking. That stoked an idea for me yesterday. I tweeted it out, got a bit of traction. Is like, what like is going to happen? Like the SEC goes to Kraken and Coinbase is like, hey, you need to stop offering these staking uh, functionalities to your clients and they can do it for every chain but Ethereum and the SEC points at them is like, hey, you're still staking Ethereum. Like, w- what position does that put these exchanges in? Like, are, like, are they going to be able to... Arch- like, there is nothing I can do, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then is the SEC going to be like, I don't care. Like, you can't be doing this. Like, what is the nuclear option? Like, is Well, I mean, it- you're, talking about, you're talking about the exchanges, right? I mean, I would say to any individual user... It's always bad to give up custody of your coin, even shit coins, like, you know, not your keys, not your shit coins, right? But in this kind of environment, you're even more vulnerable. So like if anyone has funds on any exchanges, period, you should have, you should withdraw them ASAP. We've been saying this for like six months with all the FTX shit and everything else. But like, if you still haven't for some reason, you got to withdraw them ASAP. But if you're an Ethereum person and you you did it, you don't even have that option. So it's even more likely to get seized, right? I think it's even more likely that that ETH ends up in government hands rather than getting back to the end user at the you end of the day. You know what would be really funny? Uh, a lot of times the, the, the way that, you know, they penalize the offenders in this space, it's civil, right? Right. So what they would do is they'll say, hey, uh, you're going to pay a compounding fine every day that you don't stop this behavior <laughs> so like you know can you imagine if like they put like a fine where like you know anybody that can catch doing that is gonna have to pay you know a compound like ten thousand dollars a day uh or whatever a hundred thousand dollars a million dollars a day in fines right like and they're gonna be like we don't have the code i, I guarantee you if this happens they're gonna find the code for people to unstake within like like a day. Then they have well, a strong incentive to, that's to, right. to get the developers well, that, to do it. That's, well, that brings like an interesting aspect to all this. Like what if, if they're forced to rush this capability into the protocol, like the-, the Then everybody loses the money. Well, the likelihood that like, you introduce a bug, because we know how complex Ethereum is at the protocol level increases significantly. So they could be forced to <laughs> complete, I mean, we, I think we all agree that it's already completely borked, but they could completely <laughs> bork it be beyond repair if they had to like force in and rush a change to allow people to unstake. And that that leads to another thing is like the complete logical contradiction that exists in that area uh, of Ethereum land, which is people are like, oh, they're taking down like the exchanges. But it's like, no, like a couple months ago, you're just complaining because all the exchanges have all the Ethereum in their the largest validators they're going to take up all the network like this should be a blessing in disguise if you actually care about the distribution of the network because it incentivizes more people to spin up nodes and run their own validators yeah no one's running eth nodes no i mean that's it like they don't but they don't care about yeah. this stuff like they really well, don't no, i mean the dot eths are now all running bitcoin nodes they because they are. need to get their inscriptions in that's, that's the only that's way right. That's right. But they they're running the nodes, man. Their first nodes that they get to run are the yeah. Bitcoin nodes. They're not because they're not used to running ETH nodes, and they can't. Or I mean, Ords even fix the security budget. The bullshit FUD. Yeah, and we're yeah. back. No, but I, I think this might be. I think this <laughs> might be everybody. like 
the final logical gotcha of Ethereum where like, it's just like it's just blatantly obvious that nobody actually cares Dude, about the distribution of the ETH is going to be like MMT, okay? Like these guys are going to slime their way into like 50 iterations of this thing. It doesn't go away. Like they're preparing the scam for the next bull run. You know, some dude in a basement at A16Z just created a way for them to go a 1,000x leverage. You see fucking Sam Altman, the chat GPT guy, he's raising for WorldCoin. They're still going forward with the, orb, going. with the orb with scanning the orb? your retinas, your eyes or whatever, the airdrop for the world that the VCs have a 20% pre-mine and you wow. have to scan your retinas. And they're like, they're going to the global south and getting like poor Africans and poor Latin Americans and giving them a shitcoin airdrop and saying, all you have to do is scan your fucking retinas into this orb. And also, I have an AI service. You know, like, are you fucking kidding me? I, you know, like, there is no universe that that is not like some super villain master plan, <laughs> right? Like, right. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, there is like, there, there is no angle here that I can imagine this being like well, something that is not completely evil. What's really fucked up was there was a whole article about how Sam Altman, the same guy, he, he's supposedly a prepper, like he's hoarding like gold, guns, you know, which is no, no fair harm, play. no foul. You know, fair yeah. play. A lot of us do it. Uh, but he's bringing up, he's, he's scared of himself, you know, so like he's setting it up <laughs> just in case. He's biting his own hand that's feeding Yeah, him. someone else, he knows, he knows exactly where we're going with this. But that's or the me. thing, right? These this assholes, what they do is they destroy things and then they run to some place far away. Yeah, they're you know, bunkers in New Zealand. That's or whatever, right. right? Yeah. Remember um, during COVID, like all the rich people couldn't get to their bunkers in New Zealand because they closed the fucking border. <laughs> and those people probably have a lot of Pfizer stock, right? Yeah, exactly. So they were banking. They were hedging. <laughs> or, yeah, or it's a scenario where he's just afraid of uh, the masses coming after him and his riches, so he's just building the system to subjugate them and, like, put them exactly. in this digital panopticon. And then he knows he's going to need his gold and his guns at the same time. He probably is st stacking sats, too. Oh, yeah. Um, the, there's another thing. Uh, Ride or Die Free Carlos in the chat, just to bring it back to ETH, um, said they'll move to Lido, uh, which is the smart contract uh, staking pool um, away from the exchanges rather than like running their own nodes. And I think we might end up seeing like another Tornado Cash type of situation. Like Tornado Cash is still running. Like they couldn't stop the smart contract, um, but they stopped the operators, right? They stopped the known operators. Right. They throw them in jail. Like Alexi uh, of, of Tornado Cash is still in jail in the Netherlands. So that could happen as well. I think the issue with that one specifically uh this is just pure conjecture is that i think that like the way that they managed to snatch him is because he was probably taking direct profit from like certain but so are the Lido guys yeah the Lido guys are too oh, oh then you know like you guys are gonna have a great time in jail i did hear that too that's that's why yeah like because because then they have this this thing it's called like a direct profit from crime or whatever right that's why you can't keep money that was stolen, you know, like that even though you didn't do the stealing, like, you know, and, and that's how they, 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 they nab those guys. Yeah. But that's... if it wasn't for that, it also, they can come up with that. Whatever oh, yeah, no, no. They come up with a story, right? Yeah. The same way that they didn't use like Heartbleed like to take down Silk Road. No, right. no they like parachuted in into yeah. the library while his laptop <laughs> was open, you know, like. Bullshit. Total bullshit. Yeah, they, they broke the law and then they did parallel construction and that's they right. made up this story yeah. about how they didn't break the law, but they still caught, yeah. they still caught him. That's weird. Yeah. Wouldn't have expected that. What, parallel? <laughs> Dern's here for the sarcasm. Yeah. He's <laughs> good at it, man. I mean, I'm doing my part. <laughs> the FBI is just an entrapment agency at this point. 
Um, I just turned to Dern with like disappointed eyes, and then I realized it was sarcasm. You know, Marty, it's not just here, man. You know, like the RCMP, the, apparently not the RCMP, but like uh, the guy who was running a Nazi flag through the truckers was like some government employee or something. Yeah, like, fa- like, <laughs> like always. Total, they're so like, lazy. False flag, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> a literal <laughs> false flag. It doesn't get better than that. That's the thing. I, I think... just want to say I love that they're called the the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Right. Like the Mounties still. Yeah. They have a lot of horses. They actually own a lot of horses. But just like, because they were the ones going after people's bank accounts. So I just imagine a bunch of people in horses so, showing just, up to close your bank right. account. Yeah, like, essentially they are federal police, Yeah, right? Like They're the feds. They yeah, are but, the feds. But, these, but they have like, kind of like an army structure as well, like their charter thing. It's, it's like they have more power. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but this is, I mean, what we're describing, these false flags. And there was other examples this week, like this is late stage like alarm bells going off. Yeah. Like these, these agencies are getting so lazy. I mean, on Capitol Hill in the U S this week, we had Congress grilling ex Twitter execs. And one of like the smoking guns, you had the FBI directly coordinating censorship policy in JIRA at Twitter, which is a, a, an egregious affront to the first amendment. Like that is literal fascism where you have members of the government dictating policy of private companies in like a development software. It's fucking insane. They're getting lazy. And how they, how they had the gall to think it's, they want to get caught. It's late. It's late stage fiat maximalism. Yeah. But the fiat maxes are coming, man. They are coming. They're send, not coming. Send Noster, send Noster. The fiat, <laughs> not, yeah, that's right. The, the fiat maxes are coming. I love Steve's framing fiat maxis. Yeah. Right. That that's the attack. It's not gonna be like them breaking ECDSA. We, we have another buddy who calls them the fatisticians. Oh, the fatisticians, yeah, huh? The fatisticians. Like, they're know, not the coming with bitcoins. It's they're not coming. Like, oh, they're we're gonna break ECDSA. They close the internet. No, they're gonna inflate the supply of FTX while money laundering for the Ukraine. Like it's just these guys are amazing. Well, then they're not coming. They're already here. They're they've pervaded every aspect of society, and it's a matter of whether we can get away from them or not. They're already here. They're all around us. And this is why. We do the show, we talk about Bitcoin, talk about Noster, everything we're talking about, because it helps us get away from these fiaticians who are destroying the world. Like The shit that's going on the last week with things getting oh, shot man. down, lasers being like dragged across Wait, Hawaii. Like, what the fuck is going on in the world? You see, are, someone in the comments said that they just shot down something else. This yeah, above Alaska. High altitude object. Yeah. yeah, high altitude object. I saw a tweet of it was like the size of a small car. There's some weird stuff going on. The military industrial intelligence apparatuses leading us to I a very weird like, spot. People are concerned about a fucking balloon where like if you just go a little bit higher in space, like every country has like like a thousands of like yeah, every evil country satellites. and Elon. That's right. Like, <laughs> they all have like thousands of like evil satellites. Like they have satellites like, you know, popping on each other. There's like a whole war happening in space. They're spraying shit in the sky. <laughs> That's right. There's a lot going on up there. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we're going to win. We've got the... Oh, yeah, man. No, wait, 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 Marty. I was talking to someone about this. We, the framing should be we, we we need to win. Oh, we don't have a I choice, like right? Yeah. It's for the kids. Because man. there is there is something that's... No, I like, the con- I, like the, I like the confidence of we are going to win better than... You no, got to no, con- instill confidence in people. But as long as you're actually willing to put in the work, because there is an element to that as a framework where you feel like you don't have to do anything. And ultimately like, yes, like Bitcoin is code, open source tools are code, but it's a movement of individuals. Like people need to step the fuck up. People can't just like 
sit home on their couch and like have auto DCA set up and like then then we win. You know, the fiat incentives are like strong and bad, but like, you know, the good thing is like we also have some very good incentives on our side, right? Like the NPCs don't reproduce. So like (laughs) we already have self-selection happening. It's just like we just need time, right? And 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 you know, like the people who who some of the smartest people are like building on things that like free us right so like it's not like these guys can just like they can't win they can make our lives miserable in the process of our winning (laughs) and they really can but like but they can't win right we'll win eventually yeah dark in between yeah i mean that's that's how it is it's gonna be messy well this ties back to what started this conversation, which was the regulatory clampdown that happened this week. And I mean, I think you can make the argument. I mean, you mentioned it, MVK, the, the FTX thing, like, was that just like a manufactured blow up so that the banking institutions in the space are forced to stop yeah. uh, servicing certain clients or not take on new clients, which seems to be the case with some of the banks here in the U S that have been um, providing banking services to companies in the space. And then uh, we mentioned, the clampdown on ETH staking, specifically in staking services more generally, but it seems like the SEC or the OCC, I forget which agency is going after Paxos and Circle as well, which brings in the, the conversation of Always. stable coins. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that will have ramifications on, so it's like a double whammy for Ethereum, particularly you have a lot of these, um, DeFi projects, MakerDAO probably being the most popular, built on Ethereum, and it's pumping uh, that it's this distributed synthetic stablecoin marketplace and debt manager. But it's really the the largest provider of liquidity in MakerDAO is USDC, which is run by Circle. It seems like they're being attacked by the government right now. So you can have yeah the the regulated the regulated stablecoins were always. They were always going to get rugged. They're, they're, at some point, they're going to get rugged, right? And that's what people don't realize. Like they think they compete with Tether. Like, I mean, Tether, I just love that Tether, Tether became a buyer of T bills. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like you know, Tether Tether will probably get rugged eventually, but they're playing a whole different game. It's black market money, right? Like yeah. this idea that you could have, you know, a regulated, relatively permissionless dollar equivalent that runs you know in the ethereum ecosystem is fucking insane like that was never going to happen like bureaucrats just move really fucking slowly well i mean but you know the, the fiat maxi is like attack on on bitcoin is it's price suppression right like mm-hmm. and, and that's what they're doing like they gave all the tools to lower the bitcoin price right like it's, if it's through inflation with like financing ftx if it's like blocking, sorry, uh, adding all the CME products for you to short it, right? But then they don't give us the the spot to call the to call the bullshit, right? Uh, and and that's the attack. I mean, these guys want BTC price to stay low because price is what brings people in, right? Number go up is how we get them. Yeah, no, it's we've said this for many years. The attack has probably been here for a while, and it seemed blatantly clear. That it is like i mean if that's what the best they have then they're fucked yeah they are they are and that's why <laughs> i know we do we're gonna win we're gonna we need, win we need to win and we're going to win oh, let's compromise we here win. we can say both we need to win for the sake of our children our grandchildren <clears throat> and freedom 
of humanity moving forward and we're going to win because we have the smartest people on our side we have the most robust networks to build on and people are f- fed up like the again the, the, the losing side the nation state is getting sloppy they're getting lazy even castro's son man is losing votes in canada like i mean the polls are not looking good snipe boom uh, did you see gary put out like a it's like a three or three and a half minute like produced video like what's up with that what, that seems like it was planned what gensler yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's like your buddy gary yeah, yeah like, our, good, our good pal gary he makes the weirdest out. videos right man Oh, he just, I mean, he's got camera. like bug eyes, but no, I mean, this goes back, yeah. uh, Matt, I echo what you said. I don't like securities laws either. Like I'm not calling for a regulatory attack on shit coins because I think that's what should happen. But with that being said, people like Gary Gensler have been choreographing that this is going to happen for years. I mean, he said it was obvious it was going to happen. That's why Bitcoin exists. Like the reason we made the trade off that we made with Bitcoin is so that it can be censorship resistant, that it can be resistant to these types of changes, right? That there's no central point of failure. Like all those trade-offs that were made were because of this exact situation. So that we can have dick butts forever on the chain, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Casey. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) No, but it's, there's a lot of kvetching in the the Ethereum and the altcoin, in the altcoin world, because they're like, oh, the government's coming after us. It's like, we've been warning you about this for years. Like this is inevitable. And we've been trying to tell you for many years now, like you probably don't want to do that. It's going to make you an easy uh, attack. You're, you're going to easily get attacked if you do it this way. And they just la di da di da. We're going to be fine. And I think what I mean, I don't think it's probably their intent was to do the Uber playbook. Like we're just going to try and get this yep. as widely. Uh, distribute it as possible, make it so popular that it's impossible to regulate. But this isn't Uber. You're talking about financial and monetary infrastructure, which is the most powerful tool in the world. It's the government's- US as big as export. Well, I, I, I will say there's still a scenario where you have like kind of your Uber framework, I think, with like Ethereum just comes like the completely captured KYC chain. Yeah. Right. There's, there's a, there's a non zero possibility that becomes the case. I right? don't think they care. Yeah. Like legit, yeah. like I really don't think they As care. long as the big players can still dump yeah. on retail, like yeah. they don't care if everyone That's is right. completely captured. That's right. It's a dumping on retail machine. Yeah. The A16Z dump machine. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, that brings up an interesting point. They don't care. All they care about is number go up. And if it takes like becoming the regulated chain for number to go up, a lot of those yeah. people would, do it. would take that trade off. I would say there's a lot of Bitcoiners that would as well, but the difference is Bitcoin is extremely <laughs> fucking difficult to change, and that's where the value it lies. But you know the cool thing is I think that a lot of – because once they dump on retail, right, if they're not fiat maxes because they don't have access to money printer because they're not the big guys, they will have to buy Bitcoin to hold their save to hold All the shitcoiners hold Bitcoin. That's right. They're the one of the biggest buyers of Bitcoin is shitcoiners. I mean, look look at the Luna shit. Yeah. The, Block the one. W Bitcoin on BitGo. I track that shit on like Bitcoin treasuries. Like W yeah. Bitcoin has like a lot of coin. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, great. Bring demand. <laughs> Yeah, EOS, you can't the, stop them. Exactly. Right. Can't stop them. Yeah. The EOS founders bought what? Like 300,000 Bitcoin or something like that? I think it was 150K. They didn't buy it. They fucking... Yeah, they stole it. They did their year-long ICO where yes. they like half laundered their own money, half took retail money, and now they're going to probably be one of the most valuable companies in the world in like They're going to be kings. Years. 
Well, they'll, it's the, gonna be kind of weird. The, no, they'll get and taken down. The, the regulators are gonna go after them. Like I don't. Think now those so. guys are too good, man. Nah. They, they're gonna. They cleaned it all they're up. Like in Panama and shit in their bunkers. Yeah. Like no extradition treaty. Like they're holding Bitcoin rather than T bills and other shit. <laughs> like they. Yeah, yeah, it is gonna be it's weird. It's so tiresome. It is so tiresome. <laughs> it's exhausting. Right? <laughs> it's like eternal September. Cracks so, me up when I see that. When I see that post. Also tiresome. Yeah. So what do we think? What do we think happens from here? Do you guys see these regulatory clampdowns escalating and then moving their way toward Bitcoin over the next six months, year? I think I think we're not gonna see them coming after Bitcoin because they know that they can't take Bitcoin. And if if you come for the king and you don't kill it, you're fucked, right? <clears throat> so uh, I think they're going to just keep on essentially trying to to chip away the areas that they can, you know, like, so like... You make the on-ramps, off-ramps really yeah. difficult to and use. And price suppression and, and all this stuff. But yes, that, that's like all CME stuff, like Rubble paper derivatives. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, if everybody holds Bitcoin on Coinbase, right, like right. say 60, 80% of the coins are custodial, they can inflate the supply. Right. We're not going to know. Yeah, there's actually like a direct incentive for them to make exactly. sure they still exist. Yeah. They just don't want you to withdraw. Like That's as right. long as they make withdraw high friction or not or, or not allowed at all. But then in my opinion, the game theory on that is that like if it's very hard to withdraw Bitcoin, I think Bitcoin loses like like value. Right. So like, well, there's becomes a differentiated market. There's real Bitcoin and right. then there's your fake Bitcoin yeah. IOUs that are like held in pension plans. Yeah, shit. it's kind of like uh, uh, the in Brazil, you can on the newspaper, you have like the official dollar and you have the parallel dollar. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually on the paper. Right. <laughs> we have two official exchange rates. And then you have the guy on the corner that sells you dollars and is a law. Right. It was like how everyone was saying, like in Nigeria, yeah. Bitcoin was worth more. It wasn't that it was the black market exchange That's rate right. of their currency versus the. The the real yeah. the real the, the the official exchange rate that's not real yeah so to mitigate these potential attacks of the on and off ramps while you still can get your Bitcoin off exchanges pre order your keys yourself pre order the Q one get an MK four pre order the Q one but you don't even get have both. to don't overwhelm yourself like I feel like we were yeah. doing pretty good about this during. Like if you go to werunbtc.com is where I put my guides. Uh, but like even something as simple as Moon, like Moon is not perfect. Um, moon with two U's, but I have a guide for Moon there. You can get set up in, you know. Yeah, don't less, buy a harder wallet if you're going to store 500 bucks. Like 10 minutes. Like, or no, but also just like get your feet wet, right? Like get comfortable. Yeah. With it. Like withdraw $100 exactly. to like, $200. Because people overwhelm themselves and then they get caught in paralysis. No, it's because and then they you don't need do anything. seven DVDs. Yeah, exactly. With a 12 out of 12 multi <laughs> Don't you do were, that. You, Matt, you were saying um, when I was here in December, you were talking about like a setup where you can use like a phone you don't use with like an offline. Oh, yeah. Blue Wallet has this functionality that people don't realize where you could actually use an old Android phone with Blue Wallet um, that's air gapped that uses, you know, like you have your new iPhone or your new Android that's online with Blue Wallet and then you have an offline airplane mode one. Um, so like I would say like that's a step in between. But like also just like buy, you know, buy a cold card would be great. Uh, it's easier to use than you think. I have a guide for that too at werunbtc.com. And um, yeah. any harder wallet is better than no harder wallet. And also, officially this week was a big announcement is like at Bitcoin Park now you can buy CoinKai products. So if you don't want to get a mail to your house, you can just come here in yeah. person and, and just pick one up in person. Pull is there, up. Is there vending, next. vending machine? No, no, no. We hand to hand it. Yeah, it's uh, it's the full, uh, it's the full, and you get a hug too. It's like it's an experience. Yeah, 
You, so you maybe get get on the show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's not a free hug. You got to pay no, for yeah, the hug. Better. The hug comes with the cause. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. The hug is a free gift, Marty. That's right. Yeah. No, but yeah, definitely don't overwhelm yourself, but start practicing. It's as easily as spinning up a mobile wallet, send five bucks, send 10 bucks, whatever. Spin up a private public key pair, back it up, wipe it, recover. Do yeah, all that and Learn stuff. how to do it now before you need to. Remember, like, if it's not in metal, it burns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love metal. Point. Metal metal seed plates are, are just a very easy win in terms of backup. It's crazy, right? Like, it's absolutely crazy that you can have a piece yeah. of metal and it's like, you know, you would survive the aliens. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> send Noster, man. Um, but yeah, I, I also really like on Cold Card the. the seed XOR features yeah. it's just such a simple win like people overwhelm themselves again with like multi-sig and stuff like multi-sig is great like i love you know if you're if you're a public bitcoiner being able to have geographically distributed multi-sig is fantastic if you're an organization it's fantastic but people overwhelm themselves and then they end up doing even you know nothing or they 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 overcomplicate it and they shoot themselves in the foot Seed XOR, this idea that you could just have two seed plates that you keep in different places and you need both of them. To and it works money. with any hardware wallet. I yeah, mean, and you could do it by hand. Like, you can calculate it by hand if you need to. Yes, that's it's fucking awesome. And it's just such an easy win. It's just like a 10x win on 1.1x effort. You know, it's like nothing. It's, 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 it's almost shameful, right? That like if people are not taking advantage of these things right now, uh, you know. Like you know, if you can't help yourself with this basic stuff, like it, it's uh, it's hard to take it seriously. Um, it's so easy, and the tools are so easy, <laughs> and all the Lightning wallets are now like fairly easy. It's just there, you know, like this whole sort of like remember the fud about UX, right? Like oh, everything's so hard on Bitcoin, right? Like oh, you can't do this. What's a UTXO, right, Peter? Um, you know, what's a pub key? He knows now. I know. Um, so, so like, I, I, I feel like people get overwhelmed, like you said, because the advice is always like all or nothing on, on Twitter and stuff, but yeah. don't listen to that. There's no nuance. Yeah. Take a baby step and like go a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And, and, you know, all whenever you see you're running cubes OS. Yeah. Inform one day yourself too. one day you'll Inform wake up in a, one day you'll wake up in a Faraday cage with a node running and you'll be PSB ting. Uh, <laughs> transactions you'll be like oh, how the hell did I get here you started small you downloaded a mobile wallet you know Faraday underwear should be added to the store soon underwear Faraday underwear yeah Faraday underwear so it keeps like the shards in that's yeah. right that's cool. no it's <laughs> <laughs> oh man speak close to the mic and speak up a little bit too. Okay, I, I can't raise your gain too much because then I'm afraid there's echo. I, I heard a tiny bit of echo there, and I think that's yeah, there why. was a little bit. So yeah. you, have, you have to speak. I'll point up. my when, mic when, say because we're close. Yeah, you're good. But when Dern, when you speak, you have to speak louder, and you have to hold the mic up to your mouth. I'm a rookie. First time. I admit it. Yeah. Well, long long time listener. First time. Second time. I did slims. Oh, you did slims. Yeah. Yes. You know, I can tell you that like you can become a podcaster very fast. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot. I it's a lot of fucking work. advice from joking. professional podcaster. That's uh, right. MBK over here. I traveled my own mics. <laughs> He's got a producer. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the Op Vault episode is coming out. Like that's gonna be awesome, and we're gonna get Op Vault on Bitcoin. That'll be really cool. Requires a software. Yes, it's worth it though. 
You need we had new. a lot of small primitives come in, like lock time verify. Like there, there's stuff. It comes in. I think like people make a bigger deal than it is, and and I think James' proposal is solid. And what's really cool about I mean, James? James is a real one. So. Yeah, he's also humble as fuck. So like, yeah. if anybody comes up with something slightly better, like you go with that. Uh, but you know, we're gonna get like a thousand x increase in in security if we get something like that on. I, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah, and it really introduces uh, an interesting dynamic to how potential changes get added where when you compare OpVault to something like OpCTV, people aren't comfortable. OpCTV would enable OpVault-like features, but it has a bunch of other stuff too, and people are less comfortable with uh, implementing that into the protocol where OpVault's very focused on this one use case of vaults. Yeah. Um, so, so like James is purposefully very narrow, like because you know like uh, like CTV is really cool. I mean, I'm not sure I want it, but it's really cool. But it's like Galaxy Brain Project, right? Like right. Ruben is like absolutely like brilliant, but he's so so brilliant. Yeah, that like Jeremy the, Ruben, yeah, yeah. That like the stuff is just one hard to explain. It's hard to understand. It's it's hard to like play out the game theory on it. Everything's hard about it because it's just so amazing and so complex and broad. Uh, now with Vault on this on the other hand, it's sort of like okay, like there's this tiny little sort of thing we want to do, right? We want to have this covenants on on certain certain scripts, and and then you know like we we can hold all those coins with safely, and uh, and maybe uh, maybe I don't even need to have a hardware wallet company anymore. You just become a full-time podcaster. That's right. I've worked already <laughs> on my exit plan. Living the dream. <laughs> I'm going to get up, vault, uh, um, uh, activate it, and then I can like you know just apply myself full-time to, to the podcasting. You know the exit plan has started when NVK starts reading ads before Bitcoin review. It's like, huh? Yo, it's only uh, it's only non ads ads from CoinKite. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to pay. Uh, uh, I have to justify uh, 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 Johnny's uh, Johnny's salary. It's it's uh, it's oh man, it's too much work. One having of the best a, producers in the business. Having a producer is it's like it's the only way. It's it not is. the only way. I mean, I don't have a producer. I got a company to run. <laughs> Yeah, but you're a long time professional. That's right. And you know what you're doing. You guys don't know what it was like when Matt and I were recording in my studio apartment in Brooklyn and we were like a little tipsy after and I'm just like editing at my desk while Matt's like screaming at me about Bitcoin in the background. I'm like, I got to get this right. up. <laughs> now I was like, like total not respect. bullish enough, Marty. <laughs> total respect, man. It's so much work. Like booking this stuff. It's getting very, yeah. My God is a lot of work, man. It's, um, uh, it doesn't look. Okay. We've this got is like not a no meta podcast with <laughs> podcasting podcasts. Let's continue. I'm surprised there isn't one. <laughs> there That's, definitely is a bunch. There definitely no, no, horrible. about Bitcoin podcasting. Uh, yeah. uh, there will be eventually. That'll be the next one. You just incepted an idea in somebody's mind. But back to Bitcoin. This is a Bitcoin podcast. We like to talk about Bitcoin topics every once in a while, not just podcasting. Uh, this was a really cool thread from the Cathedral team. Uh, disclaimer: I sit on the board of Cathedral, <laughs> but this is uh, this research that Isaac and Reet. Uh, from the Cathedral team did on uh, underclocking, really diving into the data of the S19J series, particularly J-Pro, um, to create efficiencies to make your machines more profitable when hash price is low or your electricity price is high. It's really fascinating. I'm not going to try to explain the whole thread. It's pretty long, 21, thread, uh, 21 tweet thread 
diving into like the science behind it and all the data they found. If you're a miner that's looking to make your operation as efficient as possible, particularly with underclocking, when hash price is low and your electricity price are around break even when you're just running the stock firmware uh, at full hash rate, this is going to be a lot of alpha for you. Like the the detail in this thread um, is beyond what I can even articulate. I'm actually going to get Isaac Reed on TFTC to walk us through this because I think this is a pretty big unlock in terms of how to manage a mining operation. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. I just threw this at, at you. I didn't see it. No, it <laughs> looks very cool. I see a lot of awesome hitmap graphs. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, sweet colors. <laughs> we should put them on the blockchain. No, please yeah. no. <laughs> did the cathedral? Did the cathedral boys uh, inscribe them? No. We're just giving people terrible ideas. I know, dude. People have amazing ideas already. They put farts sounds. Amazing, yeah. No, but as mining is uh, word choice. As <laughs> as mining gets more competitive, though, like let's let's be serious. Let's not talk about farts in the blockchain, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> We're trying to provide people with alpha here. And uh, wild week. No, I mean this is uh, obviously I've been I'm involved with the Cathedral team, and I've been following the changes they've made. And they've made public announcements about this, particularly around underclocking. I think this cycle of mining has acutely highlighted the need to get creative with how you're running your machines, uh, particularly in markets where the price is significantly depressed. And so I think that's going to be a big thing in any mining operation, not just public mining operations, is really creating strategies around underclocking, overclocking. And yeah, how it's, you're, a cool, how, it's a how cool dichotomy, right? Because everyone talks about overclocking, right? But now we're starting to see the underclocking, which is really interesting. Yeah, and if you look at the data here, they were able to get these S19J pros down to 22 uh, joules of terahash, which is close to top of the line S19 XPs, which is 21 and a half. And so the unlock Damn. here is you just get higher margins on your mining. You decrease the, uh, the electricity pool significantly, but you have a, a less profound decrease in hash rate. So it's way more efficient. You're producing less hashes, but your margin's higher because you're using less electricity. What is the... I mean, like, props to them for releasing this. Uh, I know they're a public company, but, like, there's an argument that, you know, mining is so competitive that you wouldn't even, you know, say this part out loud, right? Yeah. People have right. been talking about this, though, no? I mean, we talked about it at the mining summit. I Like, Cathedral did, right? Like, uh um drew Drill. did when he was here but um i was thinking if i was going to chatham house rules but it's his company <laughs> i already said the company name <laughs> um but like there is I, there's probably a lot of miners there are probably some miners i would say there's probably some miners that were already doing it right and just didn't publish it because they were like this is our edge and like maybe we have like a month of this edge uh before other people's other people do it yeah i mean bit farms notoriously has a very robust uh, underclocking, overclocking strategy with their their farm. Yeah, in Cathedral, I think it was just uh, these guys released this because they've been working on for a while. It's already implemented. People are going to find it out. And I think um, just a way to get back to people who are interested in this stuff, particularly smaller miners who are looking to be as efficient as possible. Um, and it shows that 
the, the engineers at Cathedra really know what they're talking about here. So it's a good way to pump that as well. Sorry for the distraction. My flight got delayed again. Oh, nice. So I was just telling my wife that I'm recording because she tried to call me. <laughs> I told her. Oh, so I got a call I was too thinking some selfies. I'm live, I'm like live right now. Yeah, uh, NVK was supposed to leave uh, almost two hours ago. So if his flight didn't get delayed, we, we wouldn't have him on air. Uh, but I was getting called by my brother-in-law at the same time. That was what you heard. Oh, I thought headphones. it was mine. No, yeah. Okay. You guys are distracted oh, over there. This party rip where I'm over here focused <laughs> in. Dude, I've just got a producer like, breathing in the background. We've been full on, like, uh, like full brain load for like four days now. It's uh, it's hard to concentrate. Uh, and I got back from that retreat at like 10 p.m. the day before all this started too. So I just have not fucking stopped. It's a, it's been very late nights here too. Always. Um, Gentlemen, I think all this effort's going to pay off. We're in the bear market. I think, I think we need to win. I think we need to win too. I think we're going. We're winning. To win. This is what winning looks like, guys. We're definitely winning. I agree. Like seriously, like yeah. if we weren't, they wouldn't care. <laughs> What should we go to next? We, I think that's all we, for we can't the list. Pull our foot off the, uh, we can't pull our foot off the pedal. No, and I think, Let's again, do, what we all what we discussed, what you did the, this week in Nashville, what you are doing last weekend at that retreat, what we were doing in Dallas yesterday, like nobody's taking their foot off the gas pedal. Or if anything, pressing it harder it's than ever. It's bear market. It was shipping there's new products. There's people that are you know, like, uh, <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's a good, uh, there's a good remnant that isn't. Yeah. I think it's a growing remnant. Are we doing uh, um, shout-outs this week, or should we just save them for yeah. next week? Okay. Of course. We got to do shout-outs. We also do – I have software updates. I can just rattle off the software updates real quick. Yeah, go for um, that. While you get the shout-outs out. Uh, I got an extra two hours now, Matt. We have, <laughs> I just feel it in more recordings. <laughs> we, have, we have Sparrow Wallet V1.72 came out. Prolific. Um, yeah, Craig Raw is a fucking beast. Yes. Uh, I, I guess he added Taproot support uh, for Bitcoin Core. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that was big in that one? Tap signer. Tap signer and support. Card. And yeah, because with the you get an NFC uh, yeah. USB thing and you can use it. No, there why are, doesn't that work with Cold Card? I saw on your website. It's a like, different protocol. Different protocol. Uh, the what's cool is that there are some Linux laptops out. Uh, around that have uh, NFC on the laptop. Built in, yeah. yeah. So you can tap the laptop. Uh, I wonder when Tim Apple's going to add it. Uh, it's going to have to happen. I yeah. can't see how not. How else am I going to go to a shop and just tap my laptop? <laughs> tap your laptop to pay. <laughs> you to pay. Um, and then we have Zeus V0.7.2. Uh, this has their point of sale update that our boy Evan Kaloudis Um added uh, basically under request for PubKey in New York so they could start accepting Bitcoin through their Square terminal or the Square backend at least. It links into all your Square accounting if you're like already accepting fiat through Square. Um, There's a couple other things that were added there. It's in he the also had notes. NFC. He didn't have NFC already? No, not the, like he added for the bolt and he's coming with the... the Is that card, card good now? It's coming. It's coming. So he hasn't added that yet. So he, he, partial- he demoed it. Didn't he? Yeah, but it's like partial functionality of the NFC. He's just continued building. Got it. And then we have BTC Pay Server V.17.6. I think they came out with another release because there was a slight bug there, and then they added a bug fix release. I think that's right. Um, but uh, there was there was also a vulnerability involved. So if, if, 
if you're running BTC Pay Server, yeah, 1.7.9. Yep. Uh, make sure you go and update that. Um, this vulnerability that the original that that it fixed was not as severe as the previous vulnerability we talked about. The CVE uh, vulnerability is a less severe vulnerability, but vulnerability nonetheless. So if you're running a BTC Pay Server, uh, go do that update. Yeah, you don't want your, especially with the CVE bug, if you're running that that version before. Yeah, but that was like six months ago or five months ago. So most people probably should already be updated on that. Because um, when you have the CVEs, you wait to announce it until after like a decent amount of people have already upgraded. So you don't tell the bad people. That's right. Yeah. Not yet, not yet, Logan. But BTC Pay Server is a, a, an example of a piece of software that because it's always online and it's public facing, um, is one of the types of software web. that you want to update very often. And it's web. Um, yeah. Like web is pretty. Yeah. yeah. Cold storage stuff you can it. be a little bit more conservative about because they need physical access most of the time. To well, you want to be conservative. It's like, yeah. please don't upgrade the firmware. Because it's an attack vector, yeah. Unless we say, you know, uh, please upgrade the firmware yeah. as soon as you can because, you know, security issue or so, could be a bug, right? right? Like like that could cause bad things like right. make transactions or something. Uh, well, if it's a bug, then you're really safe at just broadcasting too. Like you could just be like, yes. you update, update because a bad guy can't take advantage of that. That's just a bug. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, otherwise, if it's just features and you don't need the feature, like just hold off a little bit, you know, like always wait a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I always do the, I mean, there, there's that's always I, a subsequent little thing because you found a bug in the wild once we introduced a new feature. Everyone's upset about the inscriptions thing and like my cold storage node isn't even taproot yet. That's right. Speaking of BTC pay server, that's what we use to facilitate uh, the shout outs on our show. We have one this week. Before I read the shout out, I want to let everyone know I've had a change of heart and come in, have come into the light on something I was looking back at the tapes and analyzing the outstanding abilities of these great men. I now realize the errors of my ways, and I'm happy to announce that I will be cheering on Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday. Shout out to the KC Bitcoiners. I'll be cheering loud with you from here. Thank you to Bitcoin and Clyde for helping me see that the Chiefs are obviously better than the Eagles. Matt, I hope you and the rest of the freaks will join me. Let's go Chiefs and let's go Bitcoin. We're going to win. Uh, that was obviously a troll shout out and good luck. Good luck. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it, it sounded like that's what you believed. Oh yeah. Let's go Chiefs. Don't clip it. Um, we should read the boostergrams too. <laughs> yeah, we got good boostergrams this week. Shout out to the freaks. I think we hit two on the charts. Bitcoin Review is on the charts this week as well. Citadel Dispatch, NTFTC. One, two, three, four. And then the rest were Adam Curry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Adam Curry's always like number one. <laughs> 40 I'm pretty of the sure his podcasting 2.0 show like gets 1% of all of our <laughs> streams. Yeah, <laughs> yep, he does. Yeah. Uh, no, that goes to podcastindex.org, not to the yeah, show. Yeah, but he has a podcast that's podcastindex.org that's too. Right. Yeah. He has what, like fifty? I think the only person that has more podcasts than him is Rod. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Rod's trending. He's gonna he's gonna surpass Curry in like three months. That's right. What's he got? Pod two fifty six. By the way, thanks Rod for the booze. Really nice. Builders uh, in Bitcoin. Is he he's starting another one too? This week in Bitcoin policy, I think he might have scrapped yeah. that one. Uh, I thought that was the one I was thinking of. We just kid. I think he has two podcasts now. It was well, three. He's got to he's got to pump those numbers up. He's got a yeah. lot of kids. You got to match it with that's right. one per kid. Exactly. One per that's kid. one per kid. At least, 
Okay, let's read the Boostergrams. Boostergrams Freaks is through Podcasting 2.0 apps. We love when you support us through Podcasting 2.0, whether that's streaming sats or these Boostergrams where you have a a set amount of sats you choose and you attach a message to it and we read the top four every week. Go. We got a lot of Boostergrams this week and a lot of big ones. At BTC Brandon, 175,000 sats. Thank you guys for your relentless commitment to doing the show every week. It was a light in a world of COVID hysteria darkness for two years. I've learned so much from both of you and can't tell you how many people I've passed your wisdom on to. I stumbled onto your podcast by simply searching for a Bitcoin podcast. And I'm so grateful yours was the one I found. Much love to both of you guys. And we'd love to see you guys at Chicago Bit Devs one of these days. Shout out to you, BTC Brandon. Really appreciate Shout those kind words. We'll definitely, out. we'll definitely make it to a Chicago. Well, Yager, Yager, and Shinobi are the Igor. Igor, is that how you say his name? Yeah, he's also the guy who does all the the nos the Noster, uh like cool uh, uh, AI generated nostriches. Nice. We're gonna come see you guys at Chicago Bit Devs at some point. Appreciate you, freak. Thanks for supporting the show. Adaway Slice. Hitting us with a palindrome boost, 113,311 sats. Love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Looking forward Appreciate to, you, uh, brother. to seeing you soon. At NWA Bitcoin, 100,479 100, sats. Hey, y'all, longtime listener, which, which lead to the start of Northwest Arkansas, which led to the start of the Northwest Arkansas Bitcoin meetup in Jan 2022. We're at the start of our second year as a group and are really catching our stride. It's incredible. Education and relationships that develop in meat space. We have some great stuff coming in NWA, including a seed signer workshop on 218, February 18th. Uh, if any listeners are in the area, find us on Twitter at NWA Bitcoin and events slash RSVP at NWABitcoin.org or the meetup. Bitcoin is for everyone. Orange heart emoji. NWA Bitcoin, I'm sure. Cheers great name and love uh i just love you know the grassroots bitcoin community is just blossoming go start a meetup if you if you don't have one in your area freaks or go to your local meetup if yeah. there is one already i mean don't i drove be shy. i drove three hours to a meetup last night dallas bitcoin meetup shout out to uh brit rocky uh everybody supported unchained and chula energy gideon pal that was the uh the biggest meetup they've had up there Shout out to Andrew um, and his grandfather from Dunstan Steakhouse, the oldest steakhouse <laughs> in Dallas. That's where we held it last night. It was a really cool spot. Meetups are awesome. I mean, that's how I met Dern. I met Dern because he came to Bitcoin Park. <coughs> Seven hours. Let's get it. Seven hour drive. Wow. That's group, a commitment. Group of work. And then he did it again. Twice. Last but not least, we have Eric99. Our supporters here week in and week out and all of our shows 50,000 sats smash that like button how about bash that boost button i like that bash the boost button freaks bash the boost button appreciate you eric 99 he did not say what you thought he was gonna say he always says stay humble stack sets yeah didn't say it this week yeah i was about to say great advice i was i was queuing it up (laughs) in my brain well he did give great advice bash that that boost button yeah if you guys are still on youtube hit it Hit like, smash the subscribe button. <laughs> That's it. Marty, we don't have it on the list. Uh, give us the Scribsat show. Oh, forgot. Uh, yeah, Scribsat. Congrats on the launch. 
So we're calling it Scrib now. Scrib said uh, proved to be too much of a, a mouthful for <laughs> people. And thank you for the congrats. I mean, it's just, so Scrib, we basically started building it for ourselves here at TFTC. Uh, what you see on our website, tftc.io. With the shout outs and the paywalls on the bent, um, we built that ourselves starting in 2019. Me and DJ, or it's really DJ. I just signal message him and say, hey, can you build this? And he's like, yeah, give me a couple of weeks. And then he comes back. Dude's a legend. And it's built. Um, and last year, I think we rolled out the paywalled articles and people really liked that. They said, hey, we want that on our ghost site. And so we decided, hey, let's build something that uh, allows people to do this on their ghost sites. And so it started as a ghost BTC pay server integration that we we're going to package up and open to more people. And then we realized having talked to people and running ghost sites, not everybody was running a BTC pay server. So we decided to add more payment options. And right now those include, include open node and LN address. So you can easily go to scribsat.com. Uh, and if you have a ghost site, you plug in your ghost credentials. And then if you're using BTC pay server, you get some of your API tokens from there. So what's, get- what's ghost? Like I know, but like, like just people, source, people don't know what Ghost open is. Open source Substack. Boom. Yeah, Ghost is open source content management system. It's getting really robust. We've been using it since 2019. It's only gotten better, more featureful uh, over the last four years. And they're actually, it's actually a really interesting model. The company Ghost, they're an open source project, and they monetize via the hosting services that they provide for their users. So if you don't want to self-host your Ghost site, which they make very possible and very easy. Um, but you, you don't want to do any of that. You want to, uh, host it with ghost. You pay for that service and that's how they monetize the open source project. And actually John, uh, Nolan, their, their founder posted their revenues and they're, they're going parabolic. I think last year they did like $25 million in revenue. They're a very small team in an open source project. So they're going to be well monetized to keep adding to Ghost. So I highly recommend spinning up a ghost site. If you're thinking about creating a website, I would recommend it. Uh, over Substack, particularly now that Scrib exists, because you can self-host your ghost and self-monetize via BT Space Server or LN address. Um, or if you have an open node, you can monetize that way right now. Uh, but I think this is just the beginning of Scrib. Um, so if you want to, if you have a ghost site and you want these f- features, uh, particularly the paywall, go to scribsat.com, fill out all the information of your ghost site and whatever payment processor you're using. That'll be automatically implemented, but um, that's one thing. I, I think there's a, a bigger business opportunity here because what we noticed when we were like, "All right, everybody's running a server. Let's add other payment options." Is that that particular like middleware service can be very useful across the web? So we're going to add more wallets, um, more payment processors to the list. River and Striker on there. Ellen Bits is on there. And if you guys want any other. Bitcoin payment processes that you're using included, reach out to us, scripts at tftc.io. And we'll put that on, on the roadmap to get it out as well. But I think in the future, yes, this is a focus on Ghost now. We'll perfect it with Ghost, but I think we can package this up and bring it to other sites too. So instead of a company like Substack partnering with OpenNode to do Bitcoin payments, like at the end of the day, their end users have different ways in which they like to receive Bitcoin. So maybe you can create like a product that says, all right, instead of just partnering with OpenNode, give your end users the option to pick how they want the Bitcoin sent to them that way. That's all I'm thinking of it right now. But um, yeah. So, Marty, I have a question for you. Uh, well, the so so the paywall is one option. We've seen you do it in the bent. Um, 
you know, like MBK is now a podcaster. I've decided that I'm going to be a blogger. So like I have discrete log, but I don't like paywalls. I saw you said Scrib is also going to support like inline donations. Does, is that supported yet? Or is that not yet? That's the next, next thing on the roadmap is donations button. Again, this is DJ. DJ's built, shout out to DJ. He's built this all himself. He's got a full-time job at a big tech firm. He's fucking awesome. And he does this in his off hours. Um, at DJ Seeds on Twitter. Go DJ follow him. At DJ underscore Seeds. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> and so his, I tried. his time resources are are limited, but yeah, that's the next thing on the list on top of Stripe, Strike and uh, River integration. Then we'll add subscriptions, which is a bit of a heavier lift. Um, but yeah, donations will be there, and we're toying around the idea of adding a boost button as well. Subscriptions, subscriptions, you know, First of all, I haven't said mandibles yet today, by the way. Everything is mandibles. Uh, uh, subscri- <laughs> subscriptions could be, is because I'm going to say my other meme word now, which is it could be a very good use case for fediments. Like I, I could see interesting subscription model where push payments on. on as fediment. long as it's on Nostr is okay. Yeah, Nostr plus fediments. Nostr plus fediments plus ghost plus mandibles. And then mandibles. you can have subscription payments. Um, ghost is a really cool open source business model. I like the idea that, they monetize by hosting, but you can self-host really easily. And you can also migrate. If you start with them, you can always migrate to self-hosting uh, very easily, uh, which is pretty... That pretty used to be a very cool. common uh, uh, yeah. business model for uh, for this kind of open source. Uh, you know, like Discord was like that at the beginning. I, I don't think Discord was ever open source. Yeah, it was. It definitely isn't now. No? No. No, no. Yeah, it definitely used to be. Uh, and you could like run your own or... Uh, and it was more forum like than sort of slack like yeah matrix is like that okay right matrix you can self-host a matrix server but you know uh, mastodon but most people just use like matrix.org yeah mastodon offers hosting like i mean yeah this is like so like ghost has that good uh business model where ghost suffers and why i think substack's gotten a lot uh more of the market share in recent years is because they have that great curation uh, on Substack. Like it's really easy to find different types discovery. of content. Well, yeah. It was also like buzzword is discovery. A great exit of medium, which was fully cucked, cucked. with uh, yeah. paywalls. No, yeah. also you can't post stuff there. Like, I mean, yeah. like they, they curate who's allowed to have a, a medium. Yeah. But I think uh, we're also toying around with that idea with Scrib is just do the way the nature of the ghost integration works. We'll be able to aggregate content of people producing content and monetizing via Scrib. So we're going to try and uh, work in a, like a competing curation uh, discovery um, model for people writing on ghost too, to help incentivize people to use ghost. Are you guys going to do ghost. email? Does, does ghost do email? Well, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, they do it newsletters. It's, it's, it's Substack, but open source. Yeah, okay. uh, the proud of you, brother. Proud of DJ. I'm glad you launched it. It's been a long time coming. And uh, thank yeah. you, sir. And also, good thing you have me because you would have completely forgot to show it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you bringing it up. And yeah, it's a little rough around the edges now. Again, DJ's a one man team. I still haven't learned how to code, but um, I think we're going to be putting more effort into this moving forward. So be on the lookout for that. Scribsat.com. We, uh, we have a clip that we should end it with. That wait, I put wait. in. Before we end it with the clip, is that re- is the clip related to Scrib? No. Uh, can we just talk about local Bitcoin shutting down? Oh, yes. We should talk about that. Yes. 
RIP. Um, local Bitcoins after a decade is shutting down. It was the, one of the original P2P ways to trade Bitcoin and fiat. Um, they really like effectively kind of shut down when they added KYC a few years ago. Um, but it's, it's definitely an end of an era and, and they, they deserve an RIP. Um, fortunately, we do have, you know, we have Peach, we have RoboSats, we have HODL HODL. Um, there's a bunch of different Telegram Bisc. bots, BISC, obviously. Um, so there, there are a lot of, you know, other projects. The mission in space continues. Now. Yeah, the mission continues. Uh, PAX will still exist, but that is KYC, but it's very similar to the local Bitcoin's kind of interface kind of model. Um, and then I have one more. I have my own shill, which is uh, Freedom Money Episode 2 came out. So if you search Freedom Money in YouTube, uh, it'll come up. That was with uh, Roya, uh, who's um, a, a absolutely amazing Afghani woman um who who's a tech entrepreneur and she, she she's fighting the good fight so it's a good um, show definitely give it a listen she's awesome and the first one was with gg gg the GG. memes He's that came amazing. out of the gg episode he was wearing hilarious. a pill- well he didn't he didn't bring his green suit with him and i asked him to do me a favor and join me on the show so he he wore a pillowcase he couldn't he couldn't see me the whole episode he just pretended to make eye contact he had no idea where he was looking it's funny Okay, you wanna you wanna roll the clip? Yeah, I do want to say RIP local bitcoins. End of an era. End of an era is right. I mean, they got cocked years ago with the KYC stuff, but they held on for as long as they could. All right, there's a clip. Is Gary Gensler uh, a fifth column bitcoiner? Morning. Um, there's, a, there's a phrase online where they say, "Tell it to me like I'm five. So for those who are uninitiated into what happened here. Tell it to me like I'm five. What, what, what was Kraken doing and what was the problem that you were trying to solve? Um, Andrew, what Kraken was doing was asking the American public for their uh, coins, uh, crypto tokens, and saying, I'll give you a return, 4% to 21% returns. And the problem was they were not disclosing to the investing public uh, the risk that the investing public was entering into. And we have a basic bargain in the United States since the 1930s. You can take whatever risk you want. Companies like Kraken can offer investment contracts and investment schemes, but they have to have full, fair, and truthful disclosure. And this puts the investors who watch your program in a better position. That's our basic bargain. They were not complying with that basic law. So how does this, though, differ, for example, uh, from some of the other firms out there, including Coinbase, who offer yield products? Whether you call it, the labels don't matter. Uh, long ago, Supreme Court Justice Marshall said this so eloquently. Uh, it's not about the labels. It's about the underlying economics. And uh, this really should put everyone on notice in this marketplace whether you call it lend, whether you call it earn, whether you call it yield, whether you offer what's called an annual percentage yield, APY, that doesn't matter. If somebody's taking their tokens and transferring it to that platform, the platform controls it. And guess what happens if they go bankrupt? You stand in line at the bankruptcy court. There's a saying in crypto that says, not your keys, not your coins. So those other platforms should right. take note of this and seek to come into compliance, do the proper disclosures and registration right, that's it, and the like. Okay, so- 
I thought it was going to be like a 10 second clip, but it turned out to be three minutes. <laughs> I mean, why was that a good, I guess, because he said, not your keys, not your coins. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He's just yeah. teaching everybody to have Bitcoin instead of crappy yield stuff. Not your keys, they're Gensler's coins. That's <laughs> right. No, is he like trying to signal something yeah. there? Like, hey, we don't want you guys holding this stuff on exchange. Just get it off. Is he fifth column? I don't know. No. No. How's that? <laughs> what do we got? Closing That's closing thoughts on the long week in Nashville. What are you guys thinking? MBK, final thoughts. Matt, final thoughts. No. <laughs> uh, man, it was uh, it was awesome. Uh, second time here at the park. Uh, you guys built something special here. It's really cool. Vibes are right. They're great. Uh, no scammers. It's like just like high signal, you know, like everybody's building cool shit. I still don't know how they managed to concentrate. Uh, the facility is fucking amazing. It really is. I mean, like this is this is like really nice. Um, and uh, yeah, man, just thanks for having me. Like, you know, these guys are great hosts. Appreciate you, brother. Darren, final thoughts. Get your ass to Bitcoin Park. If you can't get to Bitcoin Park, get your ass to your local meetup. Appreciate that. I love you, Marty. I love you, Logan. Stay on the stack sets. Peace and love, freaks. Go birds. <laughs>